Somebody's praying, 
Uh, again, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, you have a address ticket. We'll call it a ticket for your name and address. This is for two reasons, that we can send you an invitation. You might have filled one out before, but make it easy for us. Fill out another one. <laughs> and secondly, it's for our door prizes. So if you want to fill those out within the next couple of minutes, because we will be collecting them during our free will offering. <coughs> I'm going to read you scripture, the entire chapter of uh, Romans 12. And the title up above, it says, Living Sacrifices. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. I like to take at the end, in King James, it says, it's your reasonable service. I love that in King James. Uh, Reasonable because he gave us his son. Amen. It's reasonable because he left us his spirit. Amen. And it's reasonable because he said he was going to come back again. Amen. So isn't it reasonable that we serve him? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you, just as each of us have one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts According to the grace given us, if a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in, in appropriation to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contr- contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. For it is leadership. Let him, if it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor one another above yourself, neither be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. 
do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That says it all, doesn't it? Amen. The Lord has already blessed his word. Amen. And by the way, my name is Sister Pearl Khan. <laughs> Many of you know me, and just out of courtesy, just to introduce myself to you uh, as I speak with you today. Next, we're going to have a, a single by Sister Crystal Jackson. Good morning, everyone. So today we're going to be singing no sweeter name than the name of Jesus. And there is no sweeter name than the name of Jesus. So stand up and worship with us. Okay, you are the only truth in the way. 
disappears. Is anybody out here a worrier? Okay. I I have someone handed me a poem that is very appropriate, and then we have a word from God on the same subject. So here we go. There are two days. Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Okay. (laughs) There are two days in every week about which we should not worry. Two days. Whoops. 
two days which should be kept free from fear and apprehension. One of these days is yesterday with its mistakes and cares, its faults and blunders, its aches and pains. Yesterday has passed forever beyond our control. All the money in the world cannot bring back yesterday. We cannot undo a single act we perform. We cannot erase a single word we have said. Yesterday is gone. The other day we should not worry about is tomorrow. With its, with its possible adversities, its burdens, its large promise, and poor performance. Tomorrow is also beyond our immediate control. Tomorrow's sun will rise either in splendor or behind a mask of clouds. Until it does, we have no stake in tomorrow, for it is yet unborn. This leaves only one day today. Any person can fight the battles of just one day. It is only when you and I add the burdens of yesterday and tomorrow that we break down. It is not the experience of today that drives people mad. It is the remorse of bitterness for something which happened yesterday and the dread of what tomorrow will bring. Let us therefore live but one day at a time. Now that reading was inspired by Matthew 6, verses 30 to 34, which say, God clothes the grass in the field, which is alive today, but tomorrow is thrown into the fire. So you can be even more sure that God will clothe you. Don't have so little faith. Don't worry and say, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? The people who don't know God keep trying to get these things, and your Father in heaven knows you need them. The thing you should want most is God's kingdom and doing what God wants. Then all these things you need will be given to you. So don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will have its own worries. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Thank you. Lynn. Lynn. Is this yours? Oh, okay. Next, we're going to um, have a free will offering. Uh, certainly, we could never repay God for anything He's done for us. Uh, I've tried beating Him in giving. Can't do it. I've tried. I've tried, and I've tried. Uh, and it's just uh, uh, to defray some of our costs. Please do not feel in any way, shape, form, or fashion that this is a requirement. Please feel free to give whatever the Lord lays upon your heart. We're going to go before the Lord and ask him to bless. My Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We ask that you touch each and every heart, dear God. Each of us know what you've blessed us with, and if this Occasion today has blessed our hearts thus far. Allow us to give what we have, and we thank you in advance. We ask that you allow it to be used for your kingdom. These are many blessings we ask in your darling son, Jesus' name. Amen.
And please don't forget the cards that are uh, at your table side that you've completed. Please also include those in the trays as they come by for the door prizes. And as well, we'd like to keep in touch with you. Next, we're going to have another selection by our famous Akron Alliance Fellowship Praise Team. with us. 
his people that he redeemed.
presence is heaven to me. My Lord, my Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's scary to even think about if his presence was not with us. The next young lady, I will introduce the song, and I will present her to others that already know her. Uh, as our guest speaker, Sister Glenda Brown, uh, she's a mother to some. She's auntie to others. She's auntie to me. Uh, she will mother you, too. <laughs> and we love her here at Akron Alliance Fellowship. I'm an adopted uh, family member of hers, and I love her to pieces. I know that she is a woman of God. She's shown that Christ lives in her life. Uh, she's blessed, and we love you, Auntie Glenda. And I will now allow the Lord to have his way with you. Shall we pray? Eternal God, our Father, we just come this morning with thanksgiving in our heart, Father, realizing that you have allowed us another year to gather together and another seasonal tea, Father. We thank you for who you are and for what you've already done for us. Now, Father, I'm asking that you hide every ounce of Glenda. Allow your Holy Spirit to speak the words that you would have your people to hear. And I'll be so careful, so careful, to give your son Jesus all the glory and the praise and the honor due him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I'm nothing. Though I throw all my goods to feed the poor and have not love, I'm nothing. Though, though we love, believe, beareth all things, Believeth all things and hopeth all things. When I was a child, I spake as a child. But when I became a woman, I put away childish things. Now abide faith, hope, and charity. And the greatest of these things, three, is above. Y'all gonna have to do something with this. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to deal with it. <laughs> I'm not going to deal with it. Thank you. <laughs> it's not going to stay, I'm telling you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll get a little closer to it. Can everybody hear me? Okay. Um, and now for a seasonal tea. You know, there's different seasons in every life of us. And from age 3 to 80 to 90, we can become a spiritual sacrifice for the Lord. Um, when I was thinking of this, when Donnie gave me the scripture, I thought about Samuel at a young age and how the Lord spoke to him. And he allowed him to use him as a spiritual sacrifice. Then I thought about Mary and a young teenage girl and allowing the Holy Spirit to indwell her to bring forth the Son of Jesus Christ. 
Then I thought about Sarah at the age of 90. When she laughed when the angels were telling Abraham that she was going to bear forth the son. So it's never too late and it's never too young. From 8 to 80, we can allow the Lord to use us. In our scripture reading out of uh, Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, brothers, by the mercy of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy Acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is as good and acceptable will of God. Spiritual sacrifice. Paul starts out in the book of Romans in the first chapter saying that the things of this world is Visibly seen that there is a God and that we're all without excuse. Then in the third chapter of Romans, he says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In the eighth chapter of Romans, he says, therefore, there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. In the tenth chapter of Romans, Paul said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. In the 11th chapter of Romans, Paul talks about how he had given Israel a spirit of slumberness, of sleep, that we, the Gentiles, can be grafted in. Then when he gets to the 12th chapter, he says, seeming that you believe all these previous to them, then there's something you need to do. You need to present your bodies a spiritual sacrifice. Now, Christ made the ultimate sacrifice on Calvary when he died and he rose again that we might have eternal life. But there's a part in this that we need to play, and that is to become a spiritual house and allowing the Holy Spirit to, to reside in your life and take control. Now, when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, there we have a new nature but there's nothing done with that old nature. It's still there. And therewith rise our problem, the warfare that takes on in our lives. We have two natures now. You have your old natures too, and then you have your new nature. And you have to make up in your mind which one you're going to allow you to be used for him. Now, Paul said it like this in the seventh chapter of Romans, that he knew that in his flesh, well, no good thing. And he began to know that a warfare was taking place. But he didn't leave us just hanging there like we didn't have a way out. He said that with his mind, he would serve the Lord. Because he had made up his mind that he would have the mind of Christ. And that's what the Lord is calling for us today. You know, the old folks used to uh, say it like this. That when they came to Christ, he said they looked at their hands and their hands looked new. They looked at their feet and they did too. But I just stopped by this morning to let you know you still got the same hands. You still got the same feet. You still got the same attitude that you had when you came to Christ. You have to make up in your mind if you're going to yield to the Spirit of Christ. Because Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, that he died daily. We need to put to death some things in our lives. See, there's no reason that I couldn't stand up here today and begin to tell you off or cuss you out or take a drink or run around. I still can do that if I choose to do that.
But I made it up in my mind a long time ago that I wanted to be a spiritual sacrifice for the Lord. So that was going to cost me something. It was going to cost me Glenda. Glenda got to die. If if you were saved, say, at 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, you got a lot of junk in your trunk that you need to let die. You've been living what you wanted to do for a long time, and it's time to make a change for him. So that's why he declared to us in uh, Ephesians, he said, Ye that were dead in the sex passes and trends, he quickened us. And that's an old English word being made alive. Something took place when I received Christ. I received a new nature. He came to live in the inside of me. He sealed me. He filled me. And I'm sealed. That sealed us until the day of redemption when he comes back to get me. Now, the Holy Spirit has a job for each and every one of us to do in our lives. And it's not to make us to run around this building, shop, go over benches and all of that. And you can do that, too, if that's how you choose to rejoice in the Lord. But that's not his job. He said when he, the spirit of truth, come, he will lead and guide you into all truth. He will reproof the world of sin and its righteousness. His guide, his job is to rebuke you of sin and to make you a righteous child. But if you if you don't yield to him, he'll just lay there dormant. He'll just be dead, and people look at you as not a saved person. Why some of us look like we're not saved? Because we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to do anything in our lives. And that's nobody's fault but your own. you got to make a choice today. you got to want to live for him. you got to want to. That's why Paul said, I beseech you. He's begging us that if we say we believe he is who he say he is, then you ought to let him have his way in your life. In the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians, Paul said, him that has been saved, he tells us that we need to put away some things. He said, put away lying, stealing. Some of us were liars from the beginning and still lying in Christ. We need to put away some things today. He said, steal no more. We steal. There's still some Christians that if we don't steal in the store, we steal on the job. We steal all kind of ways we can from Christ. We steal how we we worship him. We steal how we serve him. We steal every kind of way. He said, put that aside. And he said, put on a new man which is created in Christ Jesus. He's allowing us. He gave us the privilege of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. Now, we're the only group of people right now today, believers. I'm talking to believers now. I'm not talking to anybody that don't know Christ. But for believers, we're the only group of people who can willfully sin now. Anybody else that sins, they just sin by an old Adam different nature. That what happened in the garden when Adam, not Eve, but when Adam ate the forbidden fruit. And that sent us into a spiritual death. Later on, physical death. And the theologians uh, theorized that when Adam seen Eve eat the apple or whatever the fruit, fruit was, nothing happened. So he knew, well, I'm going to take a bite too. But spiritual death took place. And at that point and until the day you receive Christ, you're spiritually dead. You're just walking around here like a dead man bones. And we need to be re-resurrected, living for the Lord, yielding our members to him, because the scripture said, who you yield your members to, that's who you're serving to. If you're yielding your members for the devil, that's who you're serving. Let's face it. You know, sometimes in our Christian walk, we don't want to call a spade a spade. But we need to call a spades who they are today. We need to make the spade. We need to willfully know that we need to walk upright, circumspectly, the word you, the scripture used. And that's not any old kind of way. reason why a lot of people say that they, they don't come to church because they're church folks. 
just what I'm saying, Christians, members and bodies of the Christ and the things that we do. And you can do it and be saved. You can truly do that. You can receive Jesus Christ and never change. And a lot of us, and that's all we're looking for is fire insurance. But that's just not enough for me today. Knowing who he is, knowing that he is the God that made this universe, took some dirt, and it made some clay, fashioned a man, and breathed in his nostril and became a living soul. I just want to live a little better than that. I just want to live this. Christ can say that there is a reality. There's a reality in serving Christ. And there's a responsibility in serving Christ. We're going to give an account for the deeds done in this body. So if you want to walk around here and look like a part of the world, that's your choice. That's your opportunity. But if you want to do what Paul is declaring here in this 12th chapter of Romans, if you want to be a spiritual sacrifice, then you need to put some things to death. And Paul said that in First Corinthians that he died daily. He knew it was a daily grind daily thing you might have did something yesterday and today you got to put something else to death you know we wake up every morning and i look for a fresh anointing of the holy spirit he lives on the inside of me but every day when i get up i know that grace was just for yesterday i need a little bit more to do something you know i hear people say all the time that they uh uh i'm gonna put my religious to side and i'm gonna tell sister so-and-so just what i want to tell her and i'm stopped by this morning to tell you if you do that that's just what you're doing you're practicing religion but a relationship with a living god will cost you to do it if i do it i can't be if when i sin i can't be at peace i don't know about you i'm speaking about glenda today i can't be at peace it's no peace in my life to i set that thing straight the Bible says, if I have an order against my brother, to leave my, my gift at the altar and be reconciled. Because you're not that important to break up my relationship. Because what happens is our fellowship is broken. When we live like we live, we break fellowship with Jesus Christ. He's still there, but we're not walking in relationship with him. We're not being the spiritual house that he's called to. Because if the world is going to see Christ today, It's got to be through us. We're his only hands. We're his only feet. We're his only mouthpiece. We got a lot of people talking, but they're not walking the walk. And I'm not bothering anybody today. I'm just saying it like the Lord gave it to me. We got a lot of people talking about Christ, but they're really not dying to themselves. They're living in any kind of way. They're doing whatever they want to do. I can go right now if I want to and go to a bar and sit out and drink and be just as saved as I am today. But where would that, where would that help me living a spiritual sacrifice? I put some things aside that I might gain, my brother. Paul said he became all things to all men, that he might gain him, gain him, our relationship. The way we live in this world should glorify Jesus Christ. And it's going to cost you something. I can't sit around here and we sit around the churches and something somebody did to us 30 or 40 years ago. And we're still holding grudges. We're still not speaking to sister so-and-so. I don't like to. That's, I'm saying to you today, you need to put that aside. You need to mortify it. You need to put it to death that you might be that spiritual house. You might be the only one in that church living for the Lord. I can't let you and you and nobody else stop me from getting my reward. Because payday's coming. <laughs> payday's coming. And we need to be ready to do that. Because uh, the scripture tells us that if a city sit on a hill 
is not be hidden. If we're Christians today and we're making spiritual sacrifices, people ought to be able to see the Christ in us. And then he said, neither do they light a candlestick and put it on the bush, but put it on a candlestick that it might give light. If we don't have any light, the world is so dark today because the Christians aren't lighting up anything. It's enough of us in here today to set this city on fire if you are allowing yourself to be that spiritual house. Something's wrong. I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying what the Word of God says. We're here. We're to make sacrifices. You can't live your life like you want to live it anymore because you've been bought with a price. The precious blood of Jesus bought your price today. And he's asking you, he's commanding you to live for him. Because if he's your Lord and he's your master, then he directs me. God directs me. If I want to live like I want to, there's a lot of people right today I wouldn't even speak to. I wouldn't even have nothing to say to you. But the love of Christ constrains me. He gives me the ability to love past what people do or say or do to me. Because you're really not that important to me. Because I got my eyes fixed on Calvary. I got my eyes fixed on eternal life. I got my eyes fixed on that prize because he's coming back quickly and his reward is in his hand. And he's looking for those. He said, when the Son of Man will come, will he find faith on the earth? It's looking kind of dark around here in this world today. When I look, every time I look at something, there's some catastrophe, there's some evilness being done. And I'm saying to myself, where are the Christians? We didn't folded up our Bibles and hid in a cave somewhere waiting for him to come. But God has commanded us to live for him. He's commanded for us to make sacrifices for him. And a sacrifice costs some. It costs Christ himself, himself, his life. I think about it sometimes and I tremble. God who made this universe, me and everything in it, embodied himself in a pregnant woman. Traveled 42 generations to come back to save just for me. He had legions of angels he could have commanded to him, but yet, he made the ultimate sacrifice. He did that for me. Not, I don't know about you, but he did it for me. He didn't have to do that. He allowed men, mean men that he had created and gave life to beat him all night long and whip him, put him on a tree, let him stay there for so many hours and suffer. And then he asks us to just to go an extra mile. When a brother and sister mistreats you, he's calling you to go an extra mile. He said, if he asks you to go one, go two. If he asks you to give him his clothes, give him that also. Oh, I'm so sick of her. Every time I turn around, she asking me for something. God is calling you. He's begging you, Paul said, to become a spiritual sacrifice. If you're going to be a sacrifice, a spiritual sacrifice for him, you got to put some stuff away. You can't allow anything and anybody to do anything to you that you can't overcome through Christ. Because greater than he that's in you. That's in the world. In the world, what is in the world? The pride of life, the lust of the eye, and of the flesh. But when we put those things aside and we allow him to move in our life, then we become a spiritual sacrifice. I thought about uh, what Reverend Ike used to say, and I'm not promoting him by any means. I don't want anybody to get it messed up today. He said, salvation is free, but the freight costs. He was talking about monetary. But I'm standing to you today, salvation is free. Christ freight the cost, but it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you walking the floor all night long, being mistreated, talked about, did anything. But it's going to cost you to respond back with love. There's no greater love than this, than a man will lay down his life for a friend. And who is a friend? 
every last one of you in this world because Christ has commanded us to go into this world and preach and teach the gospel. But if you can't live it, I don't want to hear it, and I don't want to, I don't want to just hear it. I want to see it in your life. I want to see that sacrifice that you made, and it may cost you. It may, he said it like this. If your hand defend, uh, offend you, cut it off. It's better that you enter into the kingdom with a lame hand. But I'm saying to you today, what is ever hindering you from making that spiritual sign? Cut it out today. Because he's coming back, and he's coming back soon. And he said, when I come, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is in my hand. He's going to give it out. Payday is coming for all of the, I think about it some days, for all the midnight hours, for all the tears. One moment in this kingdom, just one second, going to pay for all that I gave up in this world. God, I'm saying to you today. If you do not know Jesus Christ and the free pardon in your son, today is a mighty good time to get acquainted with him. All you have to believe that he is the Christ, that he died on the third day, he got up. You don't have to walk and throw over the benches, but you must believe that he is that. And when you do that, get in a Bible teaching church. Eat this word. Become a part of it. Let it become a living part of you. And if you're here today and you know him, and you're not living like you should. Like, there's no excuse for that today. He's been too good for us, thanks. He, he gave all that he could that you may have life. You let something, someone, somebody, something separate you from being that spiritual sacrifice. I say it's, it's time out. Give it up because he's coming back. And I'm looking forward to it. Every day as I see this world change and it gets worse i realize without a shadow of a doubt my lord is on his way back and i don't want him catching with my worst undone so i'm saying to you today get right church because we're going home in the morning god bless you Thank you. Thank you for that word. Thank you for that word. Thank you. Thank you. Get right, church. Get right, church. I think at this point we're going to have some door prizes. And as they come, I wish uh, that each one of you would please chew on the word that the Lord has left us with today. We each have a grand responsibility to live for him, whether it be in your homes on your jobs, in your communities, live for him. And it doesn't even cost you anything. Live for him. He's just asking us to be living sacrifices for him. It will cost you some effort. But he's already paid the price. He's already paid the ultimate price for each and every one of us to have the opportunity to see him one day and to take part in that reward that he will be bringing with him when he comes back. And at this time, I'm going to turn the floor over to Sister Donna to I stand corrected. Our pastor. Okay. What well, they fighting for the mic? Let me just say, I think Sister Donna won out.
Uh, just a couple of things. We're just praising the Lord for Glenda. Amen. Amen. She has truly uh, is filled with the Spirit, Lord, and just lives her testimony. And we're just so thankful and we love her so. Um, Pastor's going to say a few words, but I did want to say I'm hoping all of you turned in your cards. Uh, when we start uh, serving, uh, if you're at a uh, fall, I don't know if you noticed, fall, spring, winter, <laughs> and summer. If you're at those particular season tables, would you go to the tables that are being served? If you see the summer, would you see the flamingos and things over there? Go to that table to be served. And likewise, spring, spring is on the far end here. Winter's uh, against the wall back there, and um, fall and summer is together in the back. So go to those tables. After everybody's been served, you're more than welcome to go to any table. Those, well, there's not too many people in, in the back, but uh, yeah, once everyone is served, you're welcome to go to any t- table. Even though we basically all have the same thing, we might have uh, different desserts, and we have extra round table. Of desserts. When we call your name, if we call your name for the door prize, get it up there or holler or whatever. Just get it up there so we can move that right along. Uh, ladies' bathroom. Usually, when we have a women's event, we usually take over both bathrooms, <laughs> men and women's. But we have men here. So we don't want nobody bumping into each other. (laughs) So we're asking you on the far left is the ladies' restroom. Um, We have punch, but if you'd like water, uh, let us know. We'll get that for you. Um, Trying to think of everything. Okay, we're going to have Pastor kind of close us out. Bless our food. And after he does that, we'll do some door prizes real quick so that once you've eaten and fellowshiped, you're welcome to leave, you know, anytime. Just thank you for coming. It's been so, you have blessed us by, uh, we invite you and you choose to come and share with us. So you really have, have blessed us. Did I see a hand? And, oh, and before anything else, yeah, um, we're going to have an announcement, um, by Sister Sherman. She's going to give us a short announcement and then we're going to let Pastor do his thing. Good morning, ladies. What I wanted to make an announcement about is this fall, November 5th, and I will put Save the Date cards on your table, we are going to be having a women's conference. We will do this with, collab, uh, with a collaboration between Wonder World Child Development Center and Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. The theme will be, are you the queen or the concubine? We are bringing in Crystal Evans Hurst, Dr. Tony Evans' oldest daughter. She will be presenting, um, her and her dad wrote the book, Kingdom Woman. So she will be here. What I'm going to ask each of you is you will receive information about this, but pray and ask God to give you a young woman to bring with you. 
tickets will go on sale July 1st, but my prayer is that we will have 200 ladies at this conference. It will be from 8.30 to 1 o'clock with lunch being served after. So I will give you more information. Um, you will have the Save the Date cards on your table. But again, please pray that God will lay somebody on your heart, a young lady, to bring along with you. Yeah. All right. I like what Donna said. Bring Pastor up and let him do his thing. How many remember that? Do your thing. Do what you want to do. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, some time ago, some of y'all know it. <laughs> eh? I tell you, just do your thing. Good thing the Lord stopped me from doing my thing. <laughs> amen, amen. Well, sacrifice. Sacrifice. That is something really that America don't know a whole lot about. America really doesn't know about sacrificing. A couple of months ago, I was in Colombia. And the people there know how to sacrifice. Um, what we take for granted, just turning the light on. And for some people, the light covered the whole house, the one room in which they had, which was normally more than one person living in. No running water. No indoor bathroom. If we had to give up the telephone today, we'd die. Sacrifice. What is it and just put this in your mind for a moment. What would you sacrifice to save everyone in your family? What would you sacrifice to save everyone in your family? Remember what Paul said in Romans 9? He said, Lord, I wish I could go to hell that Israel might be what? Saved. What would you give up? Because it does take somebody else giving up their time, somebody else giving up their privileges, somebody else giving up something for someone else to be saved. Now just think about it with me just for a moment. As Glenda talked about sacrifice. Jesus Christ, oftentimes we think the ultimate sacrifice was on the cross. The ultimate sacrifice was when he said, Father, I'll do your will. And left heaven, left all his servants, left all who bowed down and worshipped him, left all that he knew that was his by right, to come down here and clothe himself in humanity, that he might save you and I. That's why the prayer was, Father, I've completed what you've given me to do. Now, glorify me with the glory I once had prior to. What would you sacrifice? What would you give up? And I want to challenge you for a moment. 
Stand, come up here just for a moment. This one of the privileges a pastor had. Just call on folks and just do things at the last moment. She didn't know I was going to do this. But a couple of weeks ago, Ann came into my office and she said, Pastor, I want to start something, but I don't know where to begin. And there might be somebody here, because this is not going to be just an Akron Alliance fellowship thing. This is just going to be Christian women. Um, just give them a brief synopsis, minute or two, about this prayer thing. I'll hold this. Okay, I had uh, been in a meeting, and the first thing that I got was a frog ministry, and some of you may know what that is. And we term it fervently relying on God, which means you put your whole heart and soul and everything into relying on God. And I talked to the pastor about that, and that's something that is in the process now. And as I prayed about that, God said, does your pastor have intercessory prayer? Does your leadership have intercessory prayer? So I'm in the process now of starting a prayer chain. I have people from this church and a couple of my friends from another church. And I want to encourage you because Satan is busy. You look at the bathroom laws. And now the government's going to demand that you do that. Satan is busy. And if you have a good pastor, he's going to be attacked. And you need to set up some kind of prayer for your church, your members, your pastor, your leadership, and each other. And we need to hold each other up in prayer. So some of you I'll be, I'll be contacting. Uh, it's still in the works. I'm trying to work out um, some guidelines so that it'll run smoothly and there'll be no glitches in it. So keep me in prayer. Keep Akron Alliance in prayer. Now, take a good look at her. Burn her into your memory. If you're not a gossiper, but a prayer warrior, would you just take a moment and talk to her? Because what we're looking for is godly women who want to pray, who want to intercede for others, want to intercede for Aquin and the young people, who want to intercede for pastors and deacons and elders, who want to intercede for our marriages, our school. It's not going to be a gossip thing. So if you're, if, if you're used to going to a place and just talk, talk, talk about he said, she said, that's not this is what this is not about. This is about getting before God and seeking space on behalf of someone else. Amen? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ann. So I hope one or two of you, like I said, it's not an Akron Alliance Fellowship thing. It's a Christian thing. It's a thing where the Scripture says we ought to pray what? Pray for another. It's not about denomination. Not about race, ethnic group. It's about praying Knowing a God who answers what? Prayer. And that takes sacrifice. That takes sacrifice. Amen? Well, we're ready to eat. Well, you told me to do my thing. <laughs> well, we're going to pray. We're ready to pray. Go ahead and bless food. All right. Shall we bow our heads and thank the Lord? Father, we do thank you and praise you, Lord. For your great love towards us. 
And we thank you, Lord, that it's a love no matter what we do. We cannot stop you from loving us. And Lord, we know we're not always perfect. We're not always the most beautiful person to look upon. We're not the most beautiful person to handle. But yet, Lord, you desire to hold us in the hollow of your hands. To wrap us in your arms. To love us. And Lord, we just thank you. May you bless the fellowship. May you encourage some heart today. May you touch somebody through the word of God, through the message that was spoken. May you, oh God, cause healing to take place amongst your people. And Father, may we sense a forgiveness that can only come from you. Lord, we are your people who have been called by your name. Teach us to humble ourselves before you. Teach us to seek your face. Teach us, Lord, to turn from our sins.